see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue. All right, we're back. Did some time in the edit bay this week. Yeah, I gave it a special intro. Um, I'm not even going to try to rip the episode until we get into the actual episode because I got stuff to say. It's been a rough week. This episode fucking sucks. I'll just put it that way. It was like Sherry and Tavo's segment. Yeah, but I've been having a rough day. Um, it's been a busy week of work. Uh, I keep draining my sorrows in the solace of gas station cookies <laughs> and large soda pops. Um, you know, I was doing great with my working out until I went to your house on New Year's Eve. And you fucking kept hawking food at me until I finally caved and I had one little bag of fun size M&M's. And next thing you know, I'm eating like shit again for a full week. I blame you. By hawking, quote-unquote, hawking food at you, you mean offering you one mini bag of M&M's, and then for the next hour having you go, come on, come on. I said no! I said fucking no! And you kept asking, because you always do that shit! I'm being a good host. That's what being a good host is. Fuck off, good horses! If somebody says, hey, I'm trying to fucking watch the weight, you don't keep fucking asking if they want to eat fucking shit. God damn it. You've never told me you're trying to watch your weight. You should have liked I, I told you that fat! <laughs> God, this show sucks. I got, man, I have fucking, the only thing that makes me happy anymore is eating goddamn food. Because the world fucking sucks. And so I, I fucking place an online order with noodles when I'm getting off work, and I'm going to go pick it up, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to walk in and grab it. it apparently, it doesn't go through. But it's, it's sitting there as pending in my fucking bank account. So I'm like, whatever, I'm hungry. Can I just place an order, right? And I'm not being, I'm not this high strung at this time. I'm very laid back when it comes to dealing with people. And I was like, okay. So I'll, I'll try to pretend like I'm being myself because uh, I'm really annoyed right now. But I was just like, Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just going to come off there. Can I just place the order? So I placed the order and I got I got my penne rosa and a small Wisconsin uh, cheddar mac cheese, whatever the hell you want to call it. The skull was a small Wisconsin mac and cheese. And I got a, a, a large soda for my diet Coke that I love so much. Right. Is this right? Is this a are you following Coke? along? I, is this the Diet Coke from Noodles & Co., or is this the yes. Diet Coke that you got with the cookie at the gas station? I, that's later. <laughs> this is from Noodles. So I ordered a penne rosa, I ordered a small mac and cheese, and I ordered a large drink, right? Yes, and for the drink, like what? what is the pairing for the penne rosa? What do you mean, what is the pairing? Like the, the, the beverage pairing. Like Diet Coke. I like Diet Coke. Diet Coke. Okay. And does that yeah. complement the notes of the Penne Rosa? I don't fucking know, dude. I'm just being fat. Just let me finish the story. Um. So anyways, so I stand there and I wait. And, you know, they don't hand me my drink. And I was going to be like, hey, can I get the drink to fill it? But then I was like, no, I got the mask on. They probably not. They probably hand it to you at the end because they don't want you sitting there pulling your mask down, sipping on it or something. I thought it was a policy. You know, who knows? 
So I'm standing there, and finally, my after like 15 minutes of waiting, finally my food comes up, and I go up there, and um, and now it was like four bucks more than my online order was, and I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe I just I had like this 20% off thing in my cart, so I thought maybe that was it. But anyways, um, so it was four bucks more, and then I, I pick up the bag. I was like, well, this is really heavy, and I look in there. There's no drink, but there's two Wisconsin mac and cheeses, and there's a penne rosa. So for some reason, the lady thought I said a large mac and cheese in addition to the other one. Um, and so I just went back and I was like, oh, I, uh, I, I, where's my uh, can I get my large drink? And she looked at me like I was trying to scam her. <laughs> like, I just spent twenty two dollars. <laughs> I spent 18, I think, because your fucking app sucks. And then when I'm like, uh. I just I just want my large drink. And she's like, you didn't order a large drink. And she looks at me like I killed somebody. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, uh, I don't know. You must have misheard. I said a large drink. And it looks like I got two um, Wisconsin, whatever the hell they are. I'm fucking I, the goddamn mac and cheese. Right. And she's like, she goes, no, you ordered a large penne rosa. Uh, small mac and cheese and a large mac and cheese. And then she pulls her mask down and says, and you said no cuddlery. And I was like, yeah, I don't want your fucking plastic shit. I didn't say this, but I'm just like, yeah, I don't need your plastic, whatever. So I was just like, look, I'll pay for the large drink. I'll take this, whatever. I'm not even trying to return anything here. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be like, hey, take this regular mac and cheese back and refund me. I never said anything of the sort. I was just like, hey, can I just, I'll just pay for the drink. I just want a drink. And so she's like, no, forget it. And she slams an empty drink down, right, <laughs> on, on the counter. And the fucking cap to the drink goes and falls directly face first on the floor. And I'm just pissed off at this point. And I'm not, like, I'm nice to people. You've seen me out in public. Like, I'm very, like, cordial with people that are service workers. Yeah. Like, I refuse. I'm not that person. And I would never, like, complain about a service worker. Probably having a bad day. But... It fucking really fucking pisses me off, man, when I try so hard to be nice to people. And I was being completely nice to this person. And she thinks I'm trying. What am I trying to fucking scam you out of here? You charged me five extra bucks for something I didn't even want. I'm offering to pay for a fucking drink. What are you? What do you think I'm trying to fucking pull here? I'm out like 45 bucks on this shit. God. What noodles and co is this one? The fucking one over in Crystal. Dude, I, I was so disgusted with the entire experience that I got home. And I just fucking threw the food in the fridge and I haven't even touched it. I was so fucking like, so I just, you know, I, so I fill it up without a cap because I'm not picking up this nasty cap that's on the ground and I don't want to exchange. I don't want to talk to this lady anymore, you know, because she's <laughs> clearly like has a major issue Did you catch with me. And has a, no, I have no idea who she is. Oh, come on. You got to look at the name on the name tag. Dude, I, we, hey, we have a loyal listener base now. That could dox this lady for you. Uh, see, that's the thing. I, I'm not even going to complain the noodles. Oh, I don't want to. It's too late now. Now it's amongst the clone cast fans. Now you, you can sick your minions upon the, the noodles in co of Crystal. No. Let's just forget anything. Nope, they were great. <laughs> I'm just fucking saying, though, dude, like I have $20 coming out of my bank account from the initial order already. I fucking got charged extra money for something I didn't even want. I'm offering to fucking pay for the drink. 
and she gives me and she acts like I'm the Antichrist. Who the fuck are these people? Fucking God, we live in a fucking society, dude. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm so tired of fucking idiots, man. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You got anything you want to talk about? Yeah, we're a little high strung. Dude, I'm not having a good day. And then, and then, as I'm getting ready for this, I'm out in the kitchen, and I fucking bang my head on a dresser somehow. I don't know what the fuck I... Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> so then I punch... I punch... I punched the cup, the cupboard where I bumped my head because that makes sense, right? And I think I might have broke my hand, <sighs> dude. I and I've been trained on a new hire class all week. I'm tired, man. I'm tired. Yeah. What can I say? I'm tired. We're I'm tired. And then we got um, this piece of shit. I, I got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. Uh, my dog died. Life fucking sucks. <laughs> Our democracy is imploding all around us. Hey, at least that shit's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> I know, but no, you're right. It wasn't. Sorry. Macro versus micro. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, all I know is if that fucking charge doesn't drop, that $18, that fucking noodles charge doesn't drop out of my account. Whoa. <laughs> they are getting, they are getting, they are get, I'm going to be using the help button in that app and they're getting an email, baby. They will rue the day. <laughs> getting my money back and I'm getting a gift card that I won't use out of spite. I'm never fucking eating there again. <laughs> so what's going on with your life? Oh, not much. You know, democracy's imploding. Got a new job. Uh, Going to be starting that up here in a couple of weeks. It's crazy looking for, for new work. Four interviews. It was a marathon of interviews I went on for this. I thought you said you didn't do good on the interviews. Well, that was one of them. Oh. It's, a, it's yeah, it's startups. I think there's like 40 employees, which I actually am kind of welcoming after working in the corporate world. But there are different phases to interviews in the startup world. So there was one with the recruiter. Then there was a technical, quote unquote, technical interview that I think they just want to gauge your experience with like their technology, which I haven't touched before. Um, but yeah, but you, yeah, you got glasses. You're a nerdy guy. Yeah, yeah we'll worked, figure it out. I've worked with systems that are like very similar to it. So could have done better on that, but I think they've realized that too. And then there was the other two were basically like a cultural interview where they're just trying to figure out if they can work with you and you're not an asshole. And then uh, final ones with like the actual. Did they actually call it a culture interview? Cultural interview. Did they call it a cultural interview? Yes. God, that's insufferable. I'm sorry. That's insufferable. Technical and cultural. Well, it's it's like in the tech startup world, like it's. Are they, are they just seeing if they can play fucking air hockey with you or not? No. Well, there is a safe. <laughs> There is there is a failsafe in the. Did you ever read that book? Dis, oh God, what's it called? Disturbed or uh, disrupted? Um, some guy went to went to work. He was like a boomer. Went to work at a like tech startup in Boston, and it's actually a company that like I know really well because they're in the marketing automation space. They're called HubSpot. Um, <laughs> the book. 
it's a boomer that went to work for this company like primarily just so he could write a book talking shit about the company <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like everything that he says in the book like rings completely true and like one of the things that is like the ace in the hole for like tech companies is this term called culture fit so if they want to like just deny anyone from the hiring process they're able to say they're not a culture fit which i think in its roots like actually had like made some kind of sense but certain companies have bastardized it well this this sounds like yeah i was about to say this sounds like the type of thing that a tech company would bastardize to shift oh, where it's not even recognizable anymore absolutely so okay we'll see things are looking we'll up right now but uh that's good do you think we should re-record this probably, i'm not enraged probably but we'll, <laughs> i'll leave it up to you we can we can do a re-listen on the intro I'm going to bleep out the location so we don't get doxing people. Oh, no, 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 no. We're leaving that in. No, we're no, not. we have to. No, I don't want to. Nobody's going to do shit, and we're leaving this in, too. You never Nobody's... know. What? You never know. Steven, Steven is going to call up the Crystal <laughs> Noodles and Co. <laughs> and have an issue. She's probably just having a bad day. I just don't understand what the fuck I did. They I'm like the most they, agreeable person ever. The Noodles and Company and Crystal is going to get a very aggravated call from Henrique out of <laughs> Argentina. And he's going to have some words to say. All right. Well, should we talk about this episode or is he want to? Oh, God. Yeah. Let's do you it. want to talk about a bad culture fit. Deep breaths, deep breaths. You don't have another intro song? I was hoping for another intro song. What do you mean? We already did uh, Louis Armstrong. Oh, well, that was the special one with the farts and stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, Louis was not oh, Louis. Okay. We can listen to Louis here. Right. Louis. No, this would probably be good for our psyche to t- oh, listen to Louis under this fucking horseshit. Well, also, so, okay. So the other thought that I had this week while watching, while watching this horseshit episode and thinking about having to talk about it with you for an hour uh, in the middle of this week is, uh, so democracy's pretty much falling apart all around us. And I wondered if there were any, just two Jagamuffs on Coruscant that like as Palpatine was ascending to power, that had some like just, just upstart radio show and they were talking about like pod racing while their entire democracy was falling apart around them i'm sure like let's not broach that subject about how this it's a great big galaxy you have to assume that that was senate we have we have some uh uh, droopy mccool played last week and we we got some stuff to talk about with that i I guarantee you there are parallels. If you dive deep enough into the Star Wars universe, I guarantee you there are parallels. Just two assholes like us. <laughs> Listening to Cantina music, critiquing the latest episode of fucking Dax and the 
Camino clone. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, God. Someone, someone on Coruscant just had a very negative experience with the robot at Dax's cafe on the one wheel, and they're shouting into a microphone about it as Palpatine is dissolving the <laughs> The world's burning. I've lost my mind over a noodles order. Dude, you just come to a point where you're like, why am I being punished for doing nothing? Just like, can I get a fucking win? Uh, just once? I mean, that's a, it's just, it's a, it's a guy who's tired of fucking taking L's, man. No bomb, bad Jedi. Dude, what the fuck, man? God, this episode sucks. Original. It's so bad. Original air date, uh, November 21st, 2008. Literally, that is television 9-11. That's what they did. <laughs> that was the worst day in TV history. Far none. And it had to be around Thanksgiving. So you had that going for you. God, do you think anybody sat down at Thanksgiving dinner that year and said, I'm thankful for Bombad Jedi? Absolutely not. Who would do such a thing? I don't know, some kid that's been dropped on his head one many times. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I I am not kidding. This is the worst it's episode. Puzzling. It is so bad. It's puzzling. <laughs> puzzling? What? <It's... laughs> puzzling? Well, so the other This part... is like somebody who's enjoying life and sees a black hole and decides to just dive headfirst into it. The other part, like, it makes no sense in the order. The order that we're watching it in is the order in which it aired. Like, it makes absolutely no sense. From what what we've just watched in the last few weeks, like, watching this, it makes no sense. But anyway, let's get into it. Yeah, I guess. How does does this episode start? I don't remember. Um... (laughs) I watched it like three days ago. You're the one that just watched it. I got my notes. Okay, it's a Padme episode. That's not so bad, right? She's heading to Rodia. That's the planet where those fucking guys are. What do you call those guys? Like a Greedo. Rodan. Greedo guys. The Rodans. And she gets there in her pointy shiny boy. But first of all, she's flying there. She's in her nice shiny boy, right? Yep, the pointy shiny boy. All right, I'm going to focus in. I'm going to try to do this. I'm really going to fucking try now, okay? <laughs> so, Bomb Bad Jedi, Season 1, Episode 8. Padme is off to Rodia. Rodea? Rodea Drive? What is it? Yeah, Rodea. 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 She's off there to try to, you know, um, try to see if they can have any... She wants to assist... Man, I really have blocked out this episode. <laughs> Why is she going there again? <laughs> Why is she going there? She's going there to help uh, help Uncle Ono. Yeah, and that's another thing. Yoko Ono. That, that's, that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> anyway, so she's going to Rodia with C-3PO and Jar Jar Binks. We have a quick scene on her little shiny ship as she's heading there. Palpatine is on the hollow and he's saying she wished she would have brought some clone troopers with because it's on the outer rim territory and it's kind of dangerous. Padme declines. 
We're 20 minutes into this episode. I feel like we've been talking about it for three hours. <laughs> this is literally the first 30 seconds. <laughs> Should we? Do we need to stop and then just like start talking about this again? We're both in a better frame of mind. And then the running no. joke would be that we couldn't even get through recording an episode about this episode. We're pushing through and we're finishing. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Padme says, no, I don't want to bring troopers with me. This is a mission of peace. (laughs) (laughs) Jar Jar. He immediately jumps up and he spins. Okay, so when he jumps up, he accidentally spins C-3PO's chair. And he starts to deliver a speech to Chancellor Palpatine. (laughs) And then he trips over the chair. He literally hits a red button that turns off the ship. (laughs) (laughs) It's so bad. Do you think for a second, just for a split second, there's a button that turns off the ship? Mid-flight, it just starts dipping like the Titanic. (laughs) Do you think... Pushed us into insanity. <laughs> All right, finish what you were saying. Sorry. Like for a split second. He's talking. Yeah. Chancellor Palpatine is actually talking to Padme and references Jar Jar Binks. This is the man who's playing both sides of an intergalactic war. Yeah. Do you think for a split second? As he's talking to Jar Jar Binks, in the back of his head, this evil son of a bitch is thinking, holy shit, this thing might, this guy might derail my entire plan because he's such a wild card. <laughs> no. As we know, he's got nothing to lose. So best case scenario, like Jar Jar gets everybody killed. <laughs> You know, I mean, worst case scenario, I mean, he, Palpatine can't lose. I don't know what the worst case scenario, I don't even know what the best case scenario oh is Oh, God. Okay. Touches red button. Ship goes, starts to go down. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, he literally hits a red button. And the ship, like, turns off mid-flight and starts to go down in space. Like, <laughs> and so Padme writes We do not ship. have time to get into, like, the fact that, like, the ship is responding like there's gravity. In, oh yes, it's in space! It's in space! And it looks like it's sinking. <laughs> okay. So we got some we got some diplomatic talk from Padme. Yeah, we, Padme right okay, okay, Padme immediately writes the ship. She by pulling up on a lever. Yeah. <laughs> and then Palpatine suggests that only qualified people participate in the peace talks. And he uh, this might be my light side moment of the week. He's clearly <laughs> insinuating that Jar Jar should just be shot into space. Like he, he's just like, the other thing. This. The other thing, and this might be my light side moment of the week. <laughs> um, it took me until I was three quarters of the way done watching this show 
before I realized that Jar Jar is wearing a tie throughout the entire thing. <laughs> like, did you? Yeah, did he's you got a tie, he's but I didn't notice. Gungan necktie. Yeah, yeah, he's got he's got some uh, swag on. Oh, Jar-Jar's looking God. sharp. He's yeah, he's dressing up. He's got to dress for the part. Also, right. who the fuck voted for this guy? Like, did they? Like, how do elections work on Naboo? Do like he's a senator? How does that work? Wait, what? Like. Jar Jar Binks is, I'm assuming if it's anything like here, they get two senators, just like us. So it's Padme Amidal from Naboo and Senator Jar Jar Binks. From He's Naboo. not a senator. Is he yeah. actually a senator in this? In Attack of the Clones, he is. I'm assuming it's like carrying on that thread. Nah, but wasn't he, he wasn't a senator. He he was placed in her stead as like an advisor and took her place Briefly no, to authorize. Him, she calls him Senator Banks. Yeah, but I think it was more of like, I'm not here to vote, so you're going to vote for me. No, it's not. Naboo. No one voted for this guy. <laughs> no one. Stop the steal. Stop the steal. Fuck Jar Jar Banks. No one voted for him. There's no way. Oh, my God. Okay. All right, let's let's stop. We can we can watch that sometime. We can figure that out. I, whatever. Anyways, <clears throat> so we get, to, Colono. we get to Rodia. This might be one of the highlights. It's a kind of a cool looking planet. It's like palm tree swamp area. It looks like Florida, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And there's there's buildings with giant within giant bubbles. Um, that's that's a highlight. I wrote down is yeah. I like bubble cities. Anytime there's yeah, they're bubble cities. But why why are they in bubble city? I don't get it. I don't know. Like I like I'm assuming they're letting. I'm assuming there's oxygen there because they open these giant bay doors. So it's not like they're trying to keep something out, right? Yeah, the atmosphere might be toxic or something like that. Yeah, but they open the giant bay doors to let ships into these bubbles. So they're clearly not that concerned with whatever's out there. They probably got some filtration system or something. All right, whatever. It looks cool. We'll give it that. Um, so Rodia looks cool, and we also get some normal Star Wars music here, which is nice. It's kind of like an orchestra with this nice choir chant. Yeah. Um, good music. So it's got that going for it. Good music. I enjoyed the music this episode. Um, Padme tells Jar Jar to stay on the ship and watch C three PO. So yes. Sweet, stay there. Um, she leaves the ship and she is greeted by Anaconda Far. Uh, he is the senator from Rodeo, and he is also Padme's father's longtime friend from the Senate. And she refers to him as Uncle Ono. So they have a great relationship. Um, they've known each other for a very long time. Uh, Far is somewhat annoyed with the lack of Republic support. And it turns out he's actually made a deal with Newt Gunray. So that escalated quickly. <laughs> uh, and suddenly, what? No, you just keep going. Yeah, just keep going. We've already killed. Wait, we, <laughs> we wasted so much time. That's not worth it. Yeah, Padme. And then suddenly Padme is surrounded by battle droids. Um, and Newt Gunray comes in via hollow. And he's coming to Rodia to collect his prize. So... Uh, they went from old time friends to him betraying her in literally like the drop of a dime. It was immediate. He's <laughs> um, pretty upset that the Republic apparently wasn't providing them enough assistance, so he sold out his longtime friend Padme. Uh, any thoughts, Adam? 
No, just I the God, this episode sucks. Um I don't know why he's called Ono. Like that bothered me. And then I'm just so tired. And <laughs> like it's got like their family history has gotta be very complex in order for him to sell her out so quickly. Yeah. Um anyways, we then get an excellent scene with Jar Jar and C3PO standing outside the ship. Um, there's a lot of swamp insects around the ship, um, and they're, the insects are literally farting. Um, Jar Jar then does some sort of weird communication attempt with local swamp life. Yeah, and I had, like, it was, it's so confounding, that, that scene, like, I, it kept hitting me with things, like, I didn't know, I had to write down, I didn't know if it was Jar Jar farting, or, like, the insects, or the swamp, but there was some fart noise in there, and then Jar Jar just starts talking to the swamp. Yeah, and he's doing some, like... And I have no idea who he's talking to. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of, um... Lucille Bluth's Chicken Dance. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Only it wasn't funny. <laughs> it, wasn't, it was and, just confusing. And everyone else will know what you're talking about when we insert that sound. God! Right here. <laughs> Cuckoo, oh, what are you doing? My God! And women? I haven't found the right girl. When I do, I will ask her out. Has anyone in this family ever even seen a chicken? I got the perfect thing. That's enough. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Jar Jar's jumping around like an idiot trying to communicate with the local swamp life. Uh, the only comment I wrote here was just horrible. I just wrote one word, horrible. Yep. <laughs> um, then droids show up. Uh, well, Jar Jar life ends up throwing like mud or poop or something back at him. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, the the, the swamp life shot shit at them. Which <laughs> honestly, I don't blame the swamp life. I would shoot shit at Jar Jar at this point as well. Um, but then some droids show up to apprehend them. Uh, Jar Jar stumbles his way into destroying them. I, I can't even like describe it. He's literally just like falling over and just activates a uh, magnet. Brings up and then yeah, and the then middle. he accidentally yeah then there's this giant magnetic crane and he accidentally gets C three PO stuck on it, <laughs> um and then this giant crab droid out of nowhere just shows up like it's a it's a droid but it's like a giant crab, uh, so C three PO is watching all this from above, and uh, Jar Jar gets thrown from the platform by a giant crab droid, um. C-3PO is dejected, feels like it's his fault. I don't know why he feels like it's his fault. <laughs> it's like, dude, why would you blame yourself? You can only do so much. Yes. <laughs> so he's assuming Jar Jar is dead after getting tossed off the platform by this massive crab droid. Um, then we see Jar Jar crawls back up to the platform. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't die. Um, he gets C-3PO down from the uh, magnetic crane and then he bumps the magnetic crane and releases it on top of the ship and destroys the ship. (laughs) (laughs) The animatic of like that actually made, I rewound that. I laughed so hard because the way in which the magnet drops on the ship is so instantaneous. (laughs) 
plug just smack. <laughs> so the episode does have some redeeming parts to it. <laughs> so he gets three so down. Because he calls C-3PO 3-so. Yeah, 3PO tries connecting with him, or, or correcting him a couple of times. <laughs> to but his brain is literally a peanut. So. <laughs> it's a miracle that Jar Jar remembers how to breathe, honestly. It's just <laughs> so bad. Uh, okay, then we get Padme. We get a scene with her being taken to a holding cell. She's chained up. Throws some shade at Uncle Ono. You know, he's just kind of like, hey, look. I have to think of my people first. And it's like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you do. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, you do. I mean, if if the Republic's really not assisting you and you have somebody that says, hey, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to bring you food and supplies. Just let us use this planet, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, hey, he's got to worry about his people. If people are starving, then you got to fall for. What's that? Easy trick to fall for. It is an easy trick to fall for. And you can't trust Noob Gunray. But it's like, logically speaking, like, yeah, he sold her out, but you know what? Like, his people are starving and dying. He needs to do something. And he's desperate. It's kind of it's like Lando on Cloud City. Yeah. Lando was desperate, and he wasn't given many options. You know? Yeah, of course. So, and it's, if he didn't go along with the Empire, everybody would have got killed. I'm not Everyone. I'm not saying he's right. But he could empathize. No, he's not right, but... Position. Not every... Not every... Yeah, you know, not every decision is black and white. Absolutely. The philosophy of Bombad Jedi. Um, <laughs> what if, uh, we then, okay, this is not happening, but what if after like a thorough discussion about this episode, we discover that it's the best episode of the series? Well, I don't know. We just we you know, we just got into it a little bit there. Maybe if we flesh this idea out a little more. <laughs> no, no, it's no. not worth it. Yeah, that's about as deep as we can go on this one. Um, we then get back to Jar Jar and C-3PO. Uh, they're in the bridge of the ship that's just completely fucking totaled. Um, Jar Jar trips across another button, and he reveals a Jedi robe that's in a closet. I don't know, I'm guessing it's Anakin's, and he left it there. I don't know. Yeah, after they banged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is he 18 yet? <laughs> um, then Jar Jar decides to go off and save Padme. Despite, despite three so's objections, objections, C, three so that threw me off. C three PO. I'm not even going to try to call him three so anymore. It's just, <laughs> oh. um, we then have a scene with Senator Farr asking his assistant about the whereabouts of Padme's companions. Uh, the assistant tells him there's no signs. They're assuming they must have fled into the jungle, and then they go off to meet Viceroy Gunray. Um, we then get back to Jar Jar again. A lot of cuts here. A lot of short 20-second oh, yeah. scenes just to get back to Jar Jar. Um, we then get back to Jar Jar fumbling hilariously to get the robes on. Um, Friso and Jar Jar head out from the ship after he gets the robes on. Uh, we then have Newt Gunray landing with some battle droids. He's greeted by Senator Farr, immediately asking where Padme is, and they are going to go off to the detention tower. Uh, but at this point, droids spot Jar Jar and C-3PO watching them. Um, Jar Jar runs, and he slips under a grate and hides underwater. Now, this is all, it, there's like these grates on this landing pad. They're on like a sea. It's a, it's a big, I don't know, it, it, you describe it. I'm assuming it's like a swamp planet, and yeah. you have to build platforms and grates on top of yeah. the swamp to walk on the surface. 
Yep. So Jar Jar goes under a grate and he's swimming underwater and he escapes. They're assuming that he's a Jedi because he's wearing Jedi robes. Of um, course. And New Gunray seems very terrified of the Jedi. <laughs> what Jedi runs away from two battle droids? <laughs> you think they'd be like, oh, okay, so it's not a Jedi. You know? Like, um, <clears throat> uh, C-3PO is taken by orders of Gunray and they, they're going to bring him to the dismantling center. Apparently there's a dismantling center in Rodeo where they just, you know, <laughs> genocide droids again. Yeah. <laughs> Take them to the dismantling center. Okay. Every planet has a dismantling center, of course. Um <laughs> so, um off goes C3PO to be dismantled. <laughs> oh. This episode. Uh Jar Jar, we then get him and he's underwater and he's being chased by this like massive Naboo style fish. Like when they went through the planet's core. This fish is kind of reminiscent of that. It's like this giant Godzilla-ass thing. Like, it's big. It's a big fish, and it's chasing Jar Jar around. Uh, Jar Jar finally escapes out of a grate. I think at this point... grate he went in. I think at this point, this is like the third or fourth time I've had to rewind it because I just kept naturally tuning out, and I could not... I literally could not remember, like, the last two minutes of the episode. Like, I, I kept tuning out, and I had to, like, keep rewinding it so I could like retain what was going on. I literally had to stop the episode about nine minutes in. I texted you. I was like, I stopped it. Already. <laughs> I, I could, I could not watch this in one sitting. I, I, honest to God, like I'm not, I'm not being facetious here. It was painful for me to try to watch this. I hated this. It was really I bad. Really hated it. It's really bad. And when, when we went from rookies to this, when we saw the awesome sand creature get shot in the eye, like, <laughs> that was this? That was a highlight. It's hilarious. Um, it, it really was. Like, I, I'm a Star Wars fan, but this is fucking shit. Like, this is the worst. God, and we're only two episodes from removed. <laughs> Downfall of a droid. Which, we, which I was like, it can't get any worse than that, right? No, it can. And this episode is far worse. Far worse. I mean, Downfall of a Droid is coming up roses now. Like, I would watch that ten times before yeah. I would watch this episode again. I'm dead serious. Well, IMDB agrees with you because I pulled those scores. What has it got? <laughs> so, Downfall of a Droid had 6.7 on IMDb. Which is bad. Which is bad we, even, we, we commented when we talked about that episode how bad that is for IMDb. This is the only people rating these things are people that are like really into it. Nobody goes into a single episode of a series and rates it unless they're big fans. This is 6.2. Damn. That's pretty low. That's pretty low. <laughs> um, all right. Let's, let's try to power through yeah, this. Yeah, let's go. Um... So Jar Jar's chased by the massive Naboo-style fish underwater. He escapes out of the same grate that he went in, that he went in, and the robe was just laying there, like folded up, <laughs> like neatly folded up. So he puts the wardrobe back on. They don't even take it. They don't even take this thing. This is how inept they are. Like, don't you think a Jedi robe? I mean, yeah, granted, it's a piece of cloth, but don't you think you? If you were the enemy of the Jedi, don't you think you would take that and maybe that might come in handy for something? Oh, yeah. You just leave it there and they fold it up for him. Like, God. Um, 
So we're back at Padme's cell. We get uh, a scene where droids are talking about a Jedi being on the loose, like words getting around that the Jedi's on the loose. Look out. Um, Padme kind of shit talks with them a little bit, and you see her pull a pick out of her boot, a la Attack of the Clones when we're in the arena. Yep. And she's pretending like a Jedi's coming to help her to like yes. freak the droids out. And We, we should insert the uh, audio of Anakin going, God, I love you. <laughs> She takes the pick out of her boot. Mark the time. You're 12 years old, man. <laughs> uh, so it takes pick out of her boot, and then she's like, oh, thanks for rescuing me, blah, blah, blah. And the, the droids just being dumbasses. Just go in there. And they're like, oh, where did she go? She's gone. And, of course, she was off to the side. Um, and she assaults a droid, like, with her fists. Apparently, droids feel like physical pain if you punch them. Like yeah, that. <laughs> like, that doesn't uh, make sense to me. Well, and so you commented too on the music earlier about how it's starting to get back to the roots. And yeah, as she crosses the bridge, I haven't noted here good music as she crosses the bridge from prison. <laughs> they're like so, but they insert. Uh, I'm just. I didn't notice the music I'm getting, before that. I'm getting the bends from like the different episodes that we're watching because we were we had the like low energy techno in in the last droid episodes, and now we have like the orchestral stuff mixed in with some like weird Irish folk music. Wait, what? Like, there's some like violins and like fiddle work that's going on a couple of times in the episode. It happens like a couple of times. It's very, very weird. Hmm. I I actually didn't notice that. Um, the only music I really noticed was like the choir with the orchestra, which I kind of liked. And we get that as she's running across um, the bridge there once she escapes. And we but, will insert that Irish folk music. I don't. I can't find it, man. Here. I can't rip it off. I can't rip it off Disney Plus. <laughs> That's not happening. If you can find it, I'll put it in. I'll put a note. <laughs> Adam has to find the music. Okay, I put a note there. If All you right. want to find it, you can send it to me. Mark the time. I'll find it. I marked it, baby. Um, so, <laughs> um, oh, I lost my spot. I'm as lost as the seven. She escaped. She was on a bridge. Yeah, um, yeah she's on a bridge. Um at this point, we see her saving C-3PO from the droids. She just kind of trips across them, I guess. We don't really... It's not like she's hunting them down. She just comes across them, saves C-3PO from the droids. Um, she is informed that by C-3PO, there is, in fact, no Jedi. They have mistaken Jar Jar for one. Um, she's like, this is our best chance to catch Nuke Gunray. She tells C-3PO to go back to the ship and call for help. C-3PO informs her that the transmitters on the ship are down as the ship has been destroyed. Now, this is the line of the episode. This is your light side moment. Spoiler alert. <laughs> she goes, so he tells her the ship's been destroyed, and she goes, battle droids? He goes, no. She goes, Jar Jar? And C-3PO, Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's literally the only, outside of, like, the few music, like, <laughs> it was the only enjoyment I got out of this episode. I actually rewound it. This actually brought me back. It's like, oh god, that was, was that actually good? Like, it was actually good oh because you are so annoyed with Jar Jar at this point that just like any mocking of him is just delicious. Like, it was just, and just the way C three PO said Jar Jar, <laughs> the way he said it was so pure. Um, so she sends three PO off to find a communications room, and Padme says she's going out to find Jar Jar. 
Um, at this point, Jar Jar has been scaling the tall tower <laughs> yeah. um, on just using like a vine to scale this tall tower to get to the detention center. Uh, we have good music again, which was nice. Um, and we get a scene with Gunray and Senator Farr. Uh, Senator Farr is asking about supplies. Gunray tells him you'll receive the supplies after Senator Amidala's execution, which, of course, he was never told about this. <laughs> of course. This is, this, is like, this is like just ripping off Empire Strikes Back. It's the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. It's like to a T. Just really fucking bad. The only thing they're missing is if Nuke Gungray like blocked a laser beam with the palm of his hand. You know, and it probably with this episode, I probably wouldn't even noticed. I would have been like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the pussiest character of all time is just blocking blaster shots with his hand. I probably would have been like, all right, fine. Um, <laughs> but it is funny when you think about it, the parallels to Empire Strikes Back. And how great Empire Strikes Back is, and how this is probably the worst piece of official Star Wars thing, like official Star Wars anything out there. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. confident saying that. I think this is the worst, and I've said it before about different episodes and scenes, Although like we- Jar Jar's dancing scene on uh, on Toydaria. <laughs> but it, imagine that times an entire episode. At least we had some Bail Organa for that one. Yeah, and there were high points in that episode too. There was good things. There was stuff that I could be like, that was great. The only high point in this is just them saying Jar Jar. Like, God. Like, but self-admittedly, neither <laughs> of us have seen the, the Star Wars holiday special. Dude, it has a Wookiee that's beating off the VR Wookiee porn. <laughs> There's no way it's worse than this. That's fucking awesome. I'm not arguing with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, okay. So, well, I wasn't told about, uh, you know, Gunray says you can get your supplies after we execute her. Um, Gunray at this point basically calls him his servant. Like, yeah. <laughs> He calls him basically a slave, almost, it seemed like. Um, yeah, this is, than... that's really like Newt Gunray, like running in to the end zone, starting to celebrate at the 10-yard line, and then falling flat on his face at the five and like fumbling. Yeah. Where, you know, all these, all these separatist leaders and just, where do they come off with any level of confidence? Oh, they are no, the mediocre know. white men of Star Wars. Like, <laughs> like, I think I said that about Grievous, too. It's like the guy's confident as hell, but he's never done anything right. He's a fucking idiot. Yeah, Gunray's a fucking idiot. They suck. They're, they're dumb. They're pretty entitled with, like, absolutely nothing to be entitled for. Yeah. Like, you failed so many times. How do you not know at this point that this is probably going to go wrong? <laughs> like, you would just think he assumed until she was dead at his feet that, like... Anything is possible. But no, no, he's very confident. <sighs> Anyways, Far then tells his assistant to look out for the Jedi as he is their only hope. So he's quickly back on the side of good. Um, Gunray and Far arrive outside the holding area. They're told by the droids that she has escaped. <sighs> okay, so Jar Jar is, as we said, Jar Jar is climbing up this tower. <clears throat> It's very excited when they say yeah. escape. So he, he overhears this as he's hanging out. <coughs> I'm losing my voice. He excitedly just pops up and says, escaped? <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's the Jedi. And they immediately just start firing at him, like from point blank range. And unfortunately, they can't hit him. Um, so then he falls. He's probably like a thousand feet in the air and all of a sudden he starts to fall. But, but luckily enough. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately for us, luckily for him, he's saved by the rope he was calling up on, climbing up on, because he's got it wrapped around his foot now, and he's basically bungee jumping at this point. 
like his head is like an inch from hitting the ground. Then he bungees back up. Like he's bungee jumping and the droids are just unloading rounds at him. It's not like he's swaying either. Like they have a, they have a target that is just moving vertically and they can't hit him. So he's just bouncing up and down. He finally gets the vine off his foot and he's immediately greeted by droids on the ground. And what does he do? He escapes into a water grate again. We then get Padme showing up in the same area. She starts to exchange fire with the droids on the surface. The droids, excuse me, the droids drop like 50 thermal detonators in the water. (laughs) It is. It is a lot of overkill. The amount of thermal detonators they throw in there. Yes. And Jar Jar dodges them all. Um, (laughs) C-3PO then is approaching... um, the droids that are covering the communication room. So there's battle droids guarding the communication room. Um, he tells them that the Jedi has been spotted in the South Hall and they immediately abandon their, po- their post. No question asked. No questions asked. Nope. All right, we're off. And C-3PO walks right into the communication room. Um, we then get back to the little battle scene at the platform with Jar Jar and Padme. Jar Jar swimming around the water. A commander droid fires a homing missile at Jar Jar underwater <laughs> um, because he dodged all... 5,000 thermal detonators. Um, so Jar Jar now has a homing missile fired at him. And to make matters worse for our friend, Mr. Binks, suddenly the giant fish is chasing him again <laughs> as he has a homing missile chasing him down. <coughs> um, you see a large explosion. Padme assumes Jar Jar is dead. It, it appeared that Jar Jar had been uh, like hit with it. And so Padme just assumes Jar Jar is dead. Um, we do see a quick scene with 3PO managing to warn the Republic forces. Uh, he warns the clone on a, a private line that there's issues on Rhodia and they need to get there quick. Um, but then he is immediately apprehended by droids. Um, so we then get back underwater and it looks like Jar Jar has actually survived by going into the mouth of the big fish, who is apparently his friend now. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't, maybe it was this little fucking communication with the swamp and the the fish was just trying to get close to him and cuddle or something hey, he wasn't trying to you know. that could be a possible explanation for it but yeah but it, I, it doesn't because the fish was clearly trying to kill him at yeah, least that i assume I, I, when was down, I was just as confused like i had no idea where that came from there was no explanation i don't know maybe the fish was like hey he's not throwing these thermal detonators i mean i'm a super smart fish i know what's attacking me he's my friend <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that, but they're friends now. They're cool. Um, so the fish saved Jar Jar. Thanks a lot, fish. Um, <laughs> so uh, Padme and C-3PO, though, are now back in Viceroy's custody, and they are about to be executed, like, literally with a countdown, and we're going to fire on three. Um, and they get to about, uh, they're literally about to say fire, and suddenly Jar Jar shows back up in his Jedi garb, and then <clears throat> droids start firing on start firing on him, and they're just like shooting at his feet, <clears throat> and he's just dancing, you know, like a like a cowboy would make like somebody dance, some like drunken. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like, dance, dance, and they're shooting at his feet, you know. And so they're apparently not trying to hit the Jedi; they're just trying to shoot at his feet. <laughs> Makes sense of it. I don't know. I can't. I, yeah. It's beyond. It makes no sense. This, uh, this yeah. We, let's just wrap. 
Let's wrap it up quick. It's almost done. I'm so, I am so exhausted from this Okay. <laughs> so he's getting his feet shot at. Then all of a sudden, the giant fish just smashes through the gates and just starts wasting droids, just crushing them. Um, <clears throat> so that little kiss that Jar Jar gave it on the cheek really is paying dividends. Yeah. They're really buddy-buddy <laughs> now. And the fish is just... I don't know. Jar Jar must have whispered sweet nothings about helping the Republic because the fish is like all in on defending the Republic now. <laughs> so he's just smashing droids. Um, Padme then apprehends Viceroy with the help of Uncle Ono. I don't remember what Uncle Ono did to help, uh, but I just have that written down. So I'm going to go with it. Well, um, he came in, he came in and he, there is a part where he like pulled a gun and for a second, I think the episodes make trying to make you think that he's pulling it on Padme and then she says a line in front of everyone to try to like clear him where she was like, you've been working with the Republic all along. To oh yeah. 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 Your people. So it's oh, like, wait, no, I got that. I got that. I want, I want to get to something on that too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, the giant slug, uh, meanwhile, destroys Viceroy's ship so he can't escape. So they have Gunray in uh, their custody. So like, as far as like storyline progression and things that will matter as we go forward, uh, that's about the only thing we got out of this episode. Uh, Nuke Gunray is in custody of the Republic at this time. So I guess, I guess that's a big win for the Republic. Yeah. Um, we then get the Republic warships arriving. C-3PO's Threeso. Threeso! Very excited <laughs> that his message got out. He didn't think it got out in time. Uh, Palpatine hollows in and says they'll be sending supplies for the Rodian people. And he praises Jar Jar. Fuck you, sellout. I liked it when you hated him. It was way more cool. Um, then Uncle Ono asks Padme, can you ever forgive me? And she says, she's like, the Republic should be asking for your forgiveness. Far too often we forget that our most important allies are not always the most powerful. So she got over that really quick. She was literally half a second away from being shot in the face. Like literally was about to be shot in the face because of his dumbassery. I've, um, I've written down a couple of times, Padme is such a fucking lib. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's basically the Star Wars equivalent of Amy Klobuchar. She's literally like a blue checkmark <laughs> reply guy. She's a Twitter blue checkmark reply guy. Like every time Trump tweets, she's just there like, excuse me, sir. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, God, she's the worst. She's a terrible character. Just terrible. Ugh. Everyone in this episode is insufferable. Um, okay, and then and then like before the music hits, she she says, "Oh, you know, our allies. Uh, we sometimes forget that our most important allies are not always the most powerful." The giant slug roars like really loudly, <laughs> and then the credits roll. <laughs> well, and like and, the giant slug is a domesticated pet now, and and Palpatine chimes in. And says that he's immediately sending aid to Rhodia. So, happy ending. Yeah. Um, so, that's the episode. Uh, let's get to our ratings. Oh, my God. Um, so, I, this was... So, okay, now, let's... let's let's One second here. Let's kind of... Let's wrap this up here. I want to I say something. So, this was obviously our most unorthodox. And, uh, you know, I have all the notes written down here. But this has been, like, our most unorthodox episode. I... I, I just can't take this episode seriously like I do the other ones. So, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't. No. I can't do the format that we've been doing. So this episode is going to come off as really weird, but this is the only way I could get through this. 
It is. So typically, and I've said before, like we've both experienced things like we both love doing this podcast. And there have been times where I've had a horseshit day. The last thing I want to do is sit and talk about a cartoon for an hour. And then we do it. And by the end of it, like we've both like admitted like, oh, my God, it feels like after we're done with a podcast, like this feels like something we should be doing all the time. Like it gave, it rejuvenated me. It, it gave me energy. It's like this episode for some reason is the exact opposite. Like yeah. I feel like I want to sleep for two days after watching this and then <laughs> coming and talking about it for an hour. Dude, did I tell you I fell asleep the day I watched this and took the notes. I fell asleep <laughs> at 7 p.m. And I slept till seven in the morning. I have not slept 12 hours in 15 years. It, this episode is fucking just, it's Brutal. like, it is a disease upon Brutal. humanity. All right. So, yeah, I mean, this is a very unorthodox episode. And if you were expecting like an honest review of this, um, if you can call our reviews honest and the way we talk about that, I'm sorry. But I just can't do it for this episode. I'm sorry. I have to laugh at it. And it's the only way I was going to get through talking about this shit for an hour. It, the, other I, thing, the other thing that is beyond me is how have they not retconned Jar Jar by this point? Like, Why are they still throwing him out there? They have like corrected so many wrongs that have been done. And like he's universally known as like the piece of Star Wars that like everybody universally hates. And like I just don't understand why they haven't like put in some kind of like story arc that's like redeeming and like start to like correct that that shit like no, I just they go it. all in on the worst aspects of the character okay what's your what's your rating for this one uh, oh god honestly dude this is tough i mean i gave <laughs> I gave Downfall of a Droid a two yep. and I was hesitant about giving it a two because I was like, I was like, I don't know, man, could it get worse than this? I couldn't, I couldn't fathom it because I mean, Downfall of a Droid, we're, we're 10 episodes in then and I'm just kind of like, all right, this was by far the worst one. Um, it can't get worse than that. I was like, it can't get worse than that. And it did by, by a lot. So I'm going to go ahead and we give this episode. I gave it a two. I gave that episode a two. I'm going to go ahead and give this episode a this ten. Is, this is. Tying. I'm going to give it a perfect score. This is tying your score for Downfall of a Droid. No, I'm. I said a ten jokingly, and it must oh, have gone over your head. I no. It, I thought you said two. <laughs> no, I gave Downfall of a Droid a two. I know, but honestly, I I, honestly, I'm giving it a point five. It's awful. I'm giving it a 0.5 because I like the music and they had that Jar Jar line. And it was just, <laughs> it was so cathartic because I just felt it. I was just like, God, fucking Jar Jar. Because in that moment, I was like, I can't believe I'm watching this. And it, all because of him. And Ahmed Best, God bless you, dude. I'm glad you got paid. But Jesus, <laughs> this was rough, man. That Yeah, I, I'm giving it a point. Can I give an episode a zero? Oh, yeah. I. I, don't, I did like the music, though, and the Jar Jar line made me laugh, so I'm Four giving it a point five. I think point five is, is yeah. Yes, point five. It's like a kid comes up to you, and it's a kid, you know, it's like your nephew or something, and he's cute, and he gives you a really shitty drawing. 
you're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? But then you look at it, it's like, oh, cute, it gave it to me. Oh, you know, God, like yeah. there was some, there was some creativity there, I guess. You know, and just like this episode is oh, just scribbles. So it's just, it's just a kid's scribbles. That's all it is. That's I'm all this episode you. is. I'm with you. You know, along the same lines, and, and like I want to give it a point five because you had mentioned that, but I had already ranked it one, just along the same logic. Like there are like one or two redeeming things, but otherwise it was just a abortion of a show. <laughs> <laughs> and the word redeeming is like too kind. <laughs> yes. We'll say there's one or two things that didn't make me want to run my head through a wall. All right. So one of those one or two things has to be your light side moment. Always look on the light side of life. Jar Jar. That's it. <laughs> Jar Jar. C-3PO saying Jar Jar. That's, that's my light side moment. <laughs> okay. And for me, I, I had already mentioned it, but the way that the ship gets crushed. <laughs> <laughs> I just want that as a gif to watch it over and over again. It's like a good microcosm of how you feel once you hit play was, on this episode. It was you like, hit play and you immediately get crushed. It was like a scene out of The Simpsons, like the way that, the way that it was crushed. It was it was good. I'll give it that. Okay, now this is going to be tough. Oh. This is going to be really tough. Um, what is my dark side moment? I mean, can I just pick the whole thing, or do I have to pick something? Yeah, pick something. It's going to be tough because I wanted to pick the whole thing also. But just throw out one. you got to pinpoint something. Okay, Jar Jar hitting the button at the start of the episode, and the ship just, like, turns off. <laughs> like, like all of a sudden, like, gravity applies to space travel or something. I just, no. <laughs> okay. And my dark side moment is... Just thinking about the fact that Anthony Daniels and Ahmed Best actually came in and recorded this piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman, for some reason, like, just the thought of those two actors being able to be above it and Ahmed Best and Anthony Daniels having to lower themselves to, like, record this piece of shit this was probably multiple days multiple days of coming in to a recording studio and like learning their lines for this like that i thought about that for a half an hour after i was done watching the show i mean they got paid I yeah hope. But I hope uh, maybe they didn't even get paid. That would that would not surprise me if they just if the checks bounced on this episode. I guess it's better than charging people like ten bucks a pop for an autograph. <laughs> I would rather sit at a convention next to Virgil from the <laughs> WWF. <laughs> just waiting for people to come up to me, give me ten bucks and take a picture with me, then record this piece of shit. <laughs> Here's another tough one. We're gonna have to pick a dark horse. Let's let the music run. I need to breathe for a second. <laughs> All right. We got to pick a dark horse. We can't escape it. We have to find a dark horse hero in this episode. 
Um, I guess I'm gonna go with the ultra smart slugfish. <laughs> slugfish, nice. Fish slug. I mean, you think it's a fish the whole time, and this is why he's my dark horse hero of the week. Because you spend the first like 700 minutes of the episode thinking that he's a fish, but then when he appears out through the grate and he breaks through, you find out he's got some. Uh, he's got appendages. <laughs> right, and he's like a he's like a slug with arms and shit, right? So he's he's a shifty one, that big slug. I like him. Oh, all right, we're locking that one in. And my dark horse here, the lead. <laughs> because I have to pick one. I have to go out to our golden boy C three PO just for having to deal with Jar Jar one-on-one and then for that wonderful redeeming line <laughs> the conversation he has with that thing. Oh, man. I'll give it that. That Jar Jar line was pretty good. So, yeah, he's my secondary Dark Horse, but I'm giving it to the Slug just for his shiftiness. Oh, I'm, you're right. I just, I don't want to go back on what I originally written Maybe down. that Slug species is like some sort of species that evolves at a very quick pace. So, his sentience from when we started the episode to where we ended the episode, he just like by like if we had a second episode, he would be speaking like Chinese by the end of it. Like, <laughs> and he'd be like a he'd be <laughs> I don't know whatever. In the next it, few episodes, there's a flash cut to the Senate, and he's representing <laughs> the world of Rodea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, he just it's just a a light speed progression of uh, this. It was probably just, you know, it was a slug that was born 20 minutes before he started chasing Jar Jar. But by the time the episode ended, he was a seasoned vet. He had developed. He went to school. He went to college. He graduated magna cum laude. And now he's just... <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm going to do this quick. We need this. Now it's over. I'll tell you what. We've played that so many times, I've forgotten what the original reference was to. Was that for Heavy and Cut Off? It was Heavy, because Heavy sacrificed himself. <laughs> heavy was about to get blown up, and he was all like... Now it's over! He's doing it for his brothers. <laughs> and it's been all downhill since that moment. It's been all downhill! Yeah, I'm convinced that Heavy and Cut Up were the thing that was keeping this franchise afloat. <laughs> can, we, can we talk about Cut Up? I have a Cut Up problem here. <laughs> I'm still not over the fact that they just killed him off after building a backstory. For him. What the hell was that? <laughs> and it's just been all downhill since then. Um, so for opening morals, this one, it opened with heroes are made by the times. And your prediction for this episode was an, unlike, an unlikely hero that is thrust into action. And if your hero is Jar Jar, boy, were you right. Well, Palpatine seems to think he's a hero. So <laughs> if he's good enough for the Dark Lord of the Sith, I guess he's good enough for my stupid prediction. Oh, God. Okay. I was right. I did it again. What do we got next week for the prediction? Oh, so next week, title is a little bit more vague. It's called Cloak of Darkness. Oh God, Jar Jar's back with his Jedi cloak, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a trilogy this episode. The Jar Jar Jedi trilogy. <laughs> um, 
But the opening quote of next week's episode is ignore your in- instincts at your peril. Ignore your instincts at your peril. Well, my instincts are telling me to stop watching this show. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I should ignore them and suffer through another week of the clone cast. Um, ignore your instincts at your peril. Um, I'm going to say one of our Jedi friends. Um, he's going to have uh, he's going to be in a sticky situation. <laughs> <laughs> and he's gonna go in a wrong door even though his instincts are telling him don't go down that door and he's gonna get himself caught and we're gonna have a two-parter somebody's gonna have to come rescue a jedi jedi is gonna get themselves caught because they ignore their instincts that's my prediction all right yeah, it's gonna be a two-parter um so any final thoughts oh my god so what do you think it so far your <laughs> first foray into the Clone Wars. This is this is definitely the darkest it's ever been. I know that I've enjoyed it before, and I have a feeling I'll enjoy it again. I'm going to try to be positive coming out of this. Hey, thank you for being cautiously optimistic. Well, I said it once, and I'll say it again. It can't get any worse, can it? It can't. Uh, I hope you're right. No, I'm, I mean, I, I went into this... Anything is worse. I went into this thinking that the Jar Jar episodes were going to be the hardest for me to stomach. And so far, I've pretty much been spot on with that. So you can't throw them in every episode, clearly. So I think I'll be okay. All right. All right. So, uh, you, you know, do your little may the whatever be with you, and then we'll get out of here. So next week, we'll see you for Cloak of Darkness. And until then, may the swap dragonfly mud throwing fart be with you i love that guy he's so smart what do you think he's doing right now <laughs> just, he's working on advanced calculus have a great week everybody we'll see you later bye i see trees of green red roses too i see them blue from me and you and I think to myself what a wonderful world